Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to. Just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. All right. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. My guest today is Lisa Benavidez. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hey, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. It's been a long time in the works, right? Yes, we have been talking about doing this episode for a while. Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you know, it's one of those things I think when you've got a business you're running, it can be challenging to get things scheduled when you're juggling, especially like you are, not just business, but kids in some variation of school this fall and everything else going on. (laughs) Yep. It's been pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Let's just say that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, by way of introduction, for those of you watching who maybe aren't part of Lisa's world yet, uh, Lisa teaches simple, effective strategies for female entrepreneurs to get visibility, freedom, and create impact. And she does that by showing you how to show up, stand out, and shine using social media in your business, regardless of what else is on your plate or going on in your world. So I'm excited to dive into that with you today. Yeah, me too. I think it's all three of those things tend to be issues that come up over and over again, especially for women in business. Uh, The the showing up piece of being afraid to show up or not being able to get the consistency going or not knowing where to show up, what to do, what to say, how to stand out. It's definitely a challenge I hear for a lot of people and really being afraid to show up and shine in the sense of being willing to really show up as themselves. So I would love to start there. I just kind of go over those three pieces uh, with you for the listeners today. Yeah. So I think they actually all three definitely go hand in hand. Yeah. You got to show up and yes, it has to be consistently. But I think what some people don't realize is that consistency doesn't always mean every day on all the platforms five times a day. And I think that part of it makes them feel really overwhelmed. So then they don't actually show up anywhere. And then the other part is definitely the fear is like, how do I show up? Do I get on video? What do I say? Are they going to want to hear from me? And like all of these excuses and fears start coming up to really stop them and then they don't do anything and then let's say like fast forward a little bit they finally start to like sprinkle some things out there on social media but then it's like kind of blending in with everyone else because what happens is you follow somebody that you like and admire and sometimes whether you're trying to or not you're just um accidentally becoming like them instead of using it as inspiration to be yourself I used to do that all the time because I would, I mean, I'm a mom of three, so I relate to other moms and I would stumble across these mom bloggers and, you know, love how they were sharing stories and inspiring other moms and coming up with like some fun things to share. And then knowing that I did not want to be a mom blogger, but I was acting like one. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, hold on. 
like stop following all of them. Let's bring it back and see like, what is it about them that I love and how can I use it in my own business using my own experience and expertise to stand out in the world that I want to stand out in, not in the mom blogger world. Um, so that's just an example, nothing against mom bloggers or the audience over there, but it's just that I knew I didn't want, that's not who I was being. So I think that's really important too. It's like not falling into the same um, trap of, again, trying to be like everyone else. And then how do you shine? That's a similar thing. Like how do you bring out your own experiences, your unique characteristics, the way that you teach things, and ultimately what your goal is for your business and your clients so that you can share it in your content. So you're showing up with the same, same kinds of things. You're standing out and, you know, again, shining. And I think that's another in, uh, part of it that sometimes people don't want to do because they want to hide and play a smaller game. And so I help them to create something that works for them, number one, and give them some tips and tools and things to follow so that they're more confident to share their message and they start to shift into like I'm here to serve and help right. and this is how I do it versus making them feel like oh I have to be on camera oh I don't want to show up and right so that's where those three things fall in place together well and it can be scary to show up on camera to show up on social media where it feels like instead of talking to one person which is so much easier. You're suddenly talking to the entire world and it's- Everyone's watching, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, you know, I think one of the things you brought up that I really want to make sure people mm-hmm. heard and, and realize is normal as well as think about mm-hmm. is that idea of sometimes, because we aren't really sure who we are yet in terms of the way we want to show up, we kind of like absorb whoever we're following and we're not really standing out because we haven't identified what are those unique things about the way we want to show up. And so we end up accidentally kind of either feeling disconnected and disjointed because it's all these pieces from all these different people, or we end up accidentally modeling someone more closely than we want to. Um, So I would love to know what are some tips you give your clients that help them find their unique way they want to stand out and show up? Mm -hmm. Cool. Yes. So that's actually the first thing that I like to work on. And it actually starts with finding a couple of people that you do admire, that you Mm. follow. And I know you talk about this too, but you do it in a way where it's like, you know, you explore other uh, types of businesses, which Mm. I think is amazing. But even like within your own industry, kind of like follow, you know, three to five people, think about what you like about them. How do they show up? What kind of content are they sharing? How are they connecting and engaging with their community? What makes you feel heard and seen and valued by following them? Like, what are all of those elements? And just kind of brainstorm it out. And then, honestly, unfollow them or <laughs> mute them so you don't see their stuff for a while. Because, again, you what you want to do is to get really inspired, but then recreate the story that you want to bring to social media. So after that, it's really about looking inside, finding your pixie dust, and I have worksheets on how to look for different elements of your entire life, including Mm -hmm. like personal things that have happened, other like kinds of wins outside of business, but then also where have you shown up in your business, even if it's not with clients, even with your audience, Mm -hmm. pulling from all the goodness that you've shared and what people are saying about it. 
and creating like a new mission statement of what, what you do, how you show up for these certain people, but also why you do it and why you're different. And I think having these pieces in place along with what do I want all of my posts, captions, stories, like what do I want it to to give my audience. I think that's really important is having a purpose. Like how do you want your audience to feel when they read your posts, when they follow your stories, when they see your photos, like same thing like you feel when you're following these other awesome people, your audience is looking for that from you. So how do you want them to feel? And I think that can help you be really intentional with the kinds of captions that you're writing for them and you're taking them on a journey and writing a story for them to follow along. I like that. I think it is really important to find, uh, you called it pixie dust. Like what are the things that are your unique magic as well as identifying what's, what's the value in following you. It's, it's funny cause I was having a conversation this morning with someone who at first they told me like, I don't know what to post in my Facebook group. I don't feel like I, I know what people want. And it was really easy to step back from that and say, well, the groups that you intentionally go and check why do you go check them? What are you looking for? And then how do you put that into your group? And then it was easy to figure out like what kind of content to create. So I think that's a really good exercise for people to have them look at who do they admire and why, what is it about those groups, those people, those businesses that they can learn from? I love that. I think what I find happens a lot too is that the people that we admire are the ones that we visualize as being successful they've made it they have huge followings they have programs to offer they have it all together and so you think by kind of mimicking things that they're doing you're ultimately going to get there tomorrow and the reality is that until you take a step back and really build these foundations to create content that actually is starting to connect with people and then taking those connections and really creating a community around it that's how the magic of getting clients is going to happen and attracting the right kinds of people but it does take these foundation pieces there's you know like this overnight success story that everyone wants to get and it happens because you're going to put in the effort to make it happen but we always get you know like shiny object syndrome and we we find someone else who's doing something cool and then everything shifts and nobody's staying focused on their own pathway I think that's that's a really important thing, not just in terms of being realistic about how long it takes to do some of this stuff. The people we look at and think they were an overnight success. No, they've got a decade there that you don't see of building yeah. that up. And yeah. there's still messes going on right now that they have to constantly work at. Yeah, that's the truth. The social media version of everybody, well, nearly everybody, seems so polished, so perfect, so like, you know, storybook ending kind of thing that it can be hard. And I I remind people all the time, when you see the social media version of somebody, remember, that's not their life 24-7. That's the positive pieces they're choosing to put out there. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's important to keep in mind. Well, that goes back a little bit to the show up piece of it, and the consistency and the where do you show up. So, where do you suggest people start when they're looking at okay, either they're new and just getting started with social media, Mm -hmm. or they've been on social media and they generally know they have that should do list of well, but the gurus say I need to be on all 37 of these networks and I need to post 15 times a day here and three (laughs) times a day at these specific times of day over here. Like, 
it's mm-hmm. overwhelming, right? When you look at some of these content plans that are out there, it's like, unless I had three clones, I could never actually keep up with that. Yeah. So how do you decide with clients where the best places to show up are and how often to show up? Yeah. So I wrote a blog post recently, um, well, not recently, but before. Okay. <laughs> and it talked about that, like, if you go to a restaurant, you don't order all the appetizers, all the entrees, all the desserts, and expect to be able to manage it all or for your body to be able to manage it all, right? And it's the same with social media. It's like, you got to really pick and choose where online you're going to show up. And it's not always just social media. I love when people have a podcast or a blog or a YouTube Mm -hmm. channel where it's like their main source of content that they're creating regularly. And then maybe like a secondary, like Instagram or Facebook as an example, for like a secondary place that they're going to use that content and drive traffic and things like that. Um, But really it comes down to three things. It has to be number one, where is your audience? right? Like where are they hanging out? So it does take some brainstorming and maybe even some market research and asking questions and really paying attention. Um, And also how they're consuming. So you've got to know like the audience, you also got to know where, um, where, where they're consuming. So I guess that's the same thing, knowing your audience and what they, where they're at, but also like how they're consuming. So that's video, audio, are they reading? And then number three, it's also where you like to show up. Mm -hmm. So it does have to balance. Like if you love Instagram, but your clients are on Facebook, you gotta, there's gotta be some give, you know, maybe you, um, or vice versa. Like if they, if they love Instagram, but you, you love Facebook, use Instagram to connect with them, but invite them over to your Facebook mm-hmm. group as an example. It's like an easier way to, to visualize yeah. it. Um, but it really comes down to those two things. And if you love doing audio only and they love consuming video, you know, maybe you got to give and take a little bit and you have like a mix, but I think those things are important. And then it, you got to just decide like, what is that consistency look like? Like you, I know, give, you send out multiple podcasts a week, right? Yeah. I only do one podcast a week or I will be pretty soon here. <laughs> Um, and, and it could be like once a month, like whatever that consistency looks like. And you post three times a week. It does not have to consume your life and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to look like, or let me put it this way. When you follow some of the steps that I teach in like my programs or even a free gift that I'm going to share with you here in a little bit, you're going to be able to start, um, being, seeming like you're being everywhere you're going to seem like you're showing up all over the place when you're, you know, making client calls most of the time or running your kids around. But the way that it's going to get set up is like you're everywhere all the time. And that's a really good thing. It's like getting more visible, but without the overwhelm or the chaos, making it easy and making it work for you. Not that it's totally easy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think one thing in there that is really important to remember for all of us is that it really does come down to the systems and processes for a lot of that, like showing up everywhere. Some of the people that you would look at and think, oh my gosh, their team or they must be putting hours and hours and hours into content every single day. No, they're really not. What they do have is a process they're following of exactly what to do in what order to get that content out there. Uh, So it looks like it's everywhere. And that just means, like you said, they've identified where their audience is at. Mm -hmm. So everywhere may only be three places, but those are the three places you're watching. 
And so that's, that's really, really important. And I think one of the other things that happens for a lot of entrepreneurs with social media is you feel like it takes so much longer than it actually does because so much of what you're doing is spinning your wheels in an indecision type space. So you jump on Facebook and you spend an hour avoiding actually posting something because you're not sure what to post or where to post it. And you end up like off on all these other little pig paths and same thing with other networks. And so I think if, if you can refocus that time into a process and you know, here's the only two or three places that I need to show up. Here's, I only need to do this once a week or twice a week or whatever that, that consistent schedule is. It suddenly becomes a lot more manageable. Yeah, it does. And especially like when you're really trying to ramp up engagement and grow an audience, it's, it feels like you have to be there all the time because not only do you have to be like consistently posting, right? But then you got to be consistently engaging and having followers on Instagram and Facebook and, and it doesn't have to look like that. Number one. So there's like a lot of pieces I feel like that can come together, but it's about finding the consistency that works for you. And then setting time in your calendar to go back and engage, but not all day or throughout the day, because again, that's going to take away from your bigger goals. So the idea of getting social media and all of this visibility stuff set up is so that you can grow into these bigger goals, not for social media to consume your life. And that's really important. I think also too, on the time thing, that's the biggest part of it. Um, is people are not sure where to spend their time yeah. in their business altogether. Right. So I'm not on social media all of the day. Like I have team calls and client calls and actual projects that I'm working on, but I'm still visible and I'm still connecting because I've managed it in my schedule so that I can grow into these bigger goals that I have. I love that. That's that's such a good tip for people to remember that you don't actually want to be on social media 24 seven, because what that looks like is you must not really have anything going on in your business. If you are on there 24 seven responding within seconds to people, Um, you know, put it in a box in your calendar and know what are the specific times that you're going to be on social media versus letting it take over your life. Yeah. Yeah, And I think another thing on, again, on the time thing, just real quick, that's important is to, to not expect your first two posts to just magically bring in a thousand people to follow you. The strategies, any strategy that you put effort into in, effort into is ultimately going to work, but you have to give it time to work. It's not going to happen overnight. And if you stop because you think, oh, well, they're not listening to this type of content, you're going to miss out on really knowing that you have to give it a good three months. 90 day plan is huge in order to be able to really know what's working for you, what they like. And then after that 90 days, analyze everything, see what's working the best, tweak it, make it better. And it's a consistently up, up leveling project that you're going to have because not only do you have to continue to listen to your audience, but social media stuff is changing all the time. So there is no cookie cutter, no one-stop shop. You have to decide like if you want to show up for them and be more visible and create communities online, you have to be committed to it 100%. Let's back up to something you just said that I know <laughs> drives <laughs> people crazy. And I think you know what I'm okay. going to ask. 
So one of the things I hear all the time from people is mm-hmm. it's really hard to keep up with social media because it is that every time you feel like you get in a groove, yes. Facebook, we're looking at you, changes mm-hmm. something. How do you deal with that? And like, what mindset do you recommend that people keep around the fact that, yeah, it's going to keep changing? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know me, Michelle. So I am a little miss positive all the time. And even when things bother me or I don't like it, I prefer to use my energy to just get over it as quickly as possible. Very few times do I feel like I need to vent about it and like make it a bigger deal because that takes my energy. And you know, like my health stuff on its own, I have to watch my energy. But I also just feel like, again, like my business, my kids, like the things that I want to do, do I want to spend my time saying, gosh, like, what do I do now? Or do I just want to say, okay, look, they're up leveling. So now I've got to also, maybe you follow one or two people or companies that are constantly updating what's Mm -hmm. going on. So you can get to point, get the new update info that you need and be on your way so that you can use it for, for yourself, like for, you know, to work for you. If you think about how many people are complaining about it, they're missing the boat of getting ahead of the problem and you will be one step ahead because you're choosing to not be like, oh, wow, wow, about whatever else is new. (laughs) Even things that are not like annoying necessarily, like reels just came out on Instagram, right? I haven't even touched reels because why? Like for me, I don't want to and I'm not gonna make myself sick over thinking, oh, they have this new thing. Now I've gotta go do it. If it's when it's time, I'll go learn it if I feel like it. But if I don't want to, I'm also okay with that. So I, I guess I'm that. a little bit of a weirdo in the sense that. <laughs> I just, uh, maybe, but in a good way. Because I, I think yeah. that's, that's actually a really great way to look at it is giving yourself that permission and that space to say, I don't have to learn all the things as soon mm-hmm. as they're new. Like that's one thing that sometimes surprises clients when I talk to them, they'll be like, well, have you done this yet? No, because what I'm doing is working and I'm choosing not to worry about that yet. And one of the things that I'm waiting for myself usually is people like you that I follow and trust. I don't want to have to learn all the social media stuff on my own. I've got enough right now right in my business to deal with. And honestly, if it's not your specialty and it's not your job and you're not teaching it to clients, then don't worry about some of those pieces. Instead, follow somebody like Lisa or specifically follow Lisa and let <laughs> them do the homework essentially for you. And you just watch what they're doing and learn from them because yeah. that takes a lot of the pressure off too. When you realize you don't have to make it like your full-time job to keep up with what Facebook or Instagram or anybody else has decided to change again. Yeah. Um, just follow the people who are kind of keeping an eye on that and give yourself permission to switch things up when you're ready. I think that that's huge to kind of relieving some of the stress from using social media in your business. Yeah. And sometimes it's a waste of time in the sense that if, like you said, what you're doing is already working or what if it's not working and here you go trying a new thing, that's one of the biggest time wasters you could give to your business. And instead continue working what you've been doing, what either what's working or getting really good at whatever it is that you like the strategy that you're implementing. Um, because the ultimate goal is to not know how to do all of these elements of social media. The ultimate goal is to make a big difference in people's lives. So if you're not continuing to connect with them, 
you're just confusing them and they're going to go find some safety elsewhere. Yep. I think that's such an important thing to really kind of keep in front of us all the time is that social media is just a tool really mm-hmm. that it's a means to an end, so to speak. And that goal is really building that community that you can stay in touch with, that you can engage with, that you can support them and help them and grow your business while you're doing that. And I think Absolutely. that's one of the things that's, that really makes a difference in the stress level too, when you realize you're not on social media to be an expert at all things social media or to respond in 30 seconds every time somebody likes your post or whatever those pressures are we sometimes put on ourselves. You're there to show up to create valuable content, to have those conversations and engage people and give them the invitation, the opportunity to work with you in your business. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's the other piece where a lot of people get stuck. So I would love your thoughts on that piece of it, of transitioning from, or how to do both in terms of creating the content. A lot of us are really good at creating valuable content, mm-hmm. but so often I see amazing content on social media with no call to action at the right. end of it, like no offer, no invitation, no next step. And I know people get stuck there. So how do you approach that piece of it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's huge, right? Like yeah. I, I created a formula called the Epic Content Formula. So this is something that is huge. And the C stands for call to action. Nice. And I think where people get afraid of the CTA part is that they think I have to sell all the time and that's slimy and that's, they're not supposed to. What about the 80-20? The call to action doesn't have to be an offer. The call to action is you having your audience do yeah. something. They can you know, hit like, share, tag a friend, answer a question. What you want to do is get your audience really comfortable with connecting with you, answering questions, especially yes type questions, because the psychology behind that is that when you do make an offer, they're already going to say, oh yeah, I've said yes to Michelle five times already. I trust her. She keeps showing up. She keeps engaging with me. She's replying to my responses. She's DMing me about, you know, an extra bonus secret tip. Like it's really about pouring your heart into your audience because whether they become clients or not, everyone's going to feel and notice how you're showing up and like the abundance part of it is going to pay off for you when the clients start coming or as more clients start coming but it doesn't mean that your audience of you know 3000 they're all going to be clients right they might refer right. somebody to you they might just kind of string along and follow you for a while um and i think i went off on a tangent here instead of just <laughs> No, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I think sometimes that goes back to like the I want overnight success mindset yeah. with a lot of it. And it's funny because I'll have clients sign up for something, reach out to me, and and literally somebody reached out to me last week and they're like, I think I've been following you since like 2002. Right. And I'm like, that's 18 years. Yeah. And they're <laughs> quiet usually. And- yep. And they're quiet. I never would have known. And and it's helpful when somebody reminds me of that because I'm like, okay, well, something I've been doing, I, I, I want to learn to microwave that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of times we follow people quietly. And just like sometimes we're afraid to put things out there in business, we got to remember a lot of our followers are like, they're feeling that same fear when it comes to interacting with us. Right. Um, because just like we look at people and think, oh, they're perfect. They got it all together. 
people look at us and think that too, because they don't see the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And that can be like a really trippy thing to realize that people are looking at you and your presence and feeling the same way as you do about others. So that's, that's something worth just kind of (laughs) considering. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why relatable content is so important as well. Yeah. You have to be instead. I, I mean, and I know there's different people out there, but the people I like to attract and work with are the ones that don't want to be on a pedestal. They want to be like in the community, like lifting other, other, lifting up other people as they're growing. So that's how I look at it. Yes, I am the authority, the expert, but at the same time, I'm like here with you. We're hanging out and then we're going to grow together. So, yeah. I think that goes back again to what you said at the beginning of looking around at who you admire, who you choose to engage with mm-hmm. and what qualities you want to model in that way and really understanding your ideal clients. Um, right. And it's, it's funny because, you know, you talked about sometimes we, if we're following someone too closely, we kind of lose ourselves in thinking yeah. I've got to show up this way to succeed instead of feeling like we can show up as ourselves. And one thing that goes really wrong with that is if you aren't showing up as you with like you express the values that matter to you community engagement is some of that when people say yes to your offers they suddenly get a different version Mm -hmm. of you when you're working with them and that does not go well like they 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 think they're they expect something different because of the way you showed up in social media that's one of the reasons Mm -hmm. it's so important to show up as you and really keep those values in mind so that you attract the right clients in who want to work with you. Well, let's talk about that one piece just for a minute. And I know we're like pushing up on time. I don't want to keep you too long, but Mm -hmm. the shine piece of it. Yep. That one is so difficult for so many reasons for a lot of entrepreneurs, um, you know, from, I feel like I'm bragging if I talk about results and that's the one extreme of it to the other side of it being, Um, but I don't feel like I'm unique. I don't feel like I have anything valuable to share. So how can I shine? I mean, there's like such a spectrum of things. Uh, I'm afraid to give too much value away. Who's going to hire me if I give away my secrets? Like, what do you do with that big ball of wax? Yeah, definitely a spectrum of going from feeling conceited Mm -hmm. and cocky (laughs) to feeling confident. And I think that's where it comes down. Um, confidence is such a tricky thing too. It's like an everyday thing. Like Michelle, you work out every day. You got to work out your confidence muscle every day as well. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you're going to wake up one day and just be confident forever. Like that's not how it works. It actually is something that you have to do every day and it does get easier. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that you get over yourself because it's not about you. It's about them. And I love saying that because I think what keeps people from really trying to shine or being able to shine is that they're, they're thinking, oh, all eyes on me. That's not what shine means necessarily. Shine is like, oh, is like an opportunity to me. So you're shining this opportunity of something and it could be working with you, right? That's our ultimate goal. And because that's our goal, because we want to make money, we want to have profitable businesses. Yeah. Sometimes we let that part of it take over instead of knowing like that the client part of it is actually going to be a huge transformation part. But the other part of the shine is like just 
sparking something in somebody, you know, like whether they follow you for 18 years or two years or forever and never buy from you. But I, I think what actually happens more often is that the people that are following you for a long time, they will eventually buy, right? Or become a client um, when it's their right time. But even if they're not, I feel like you're still leaving an impression on them. And to me, that's what this shine is about because for, again, coming back to like the people that I want to attract, it's not about ourselves. It's about what legacy do we want to leave in the world? And we can't do that if we're not living our purpose and sharing our message and saying the things that we're supposed to say for the people that are waiting to hear it. And that, you know, transfers a little bit into like more of my mission, I guess, but it, I bring it into this visibility because whether you own a business or not, I feel like I was just telling my husband yesterday, like even people that are working at a grocery store bagging groceries and they probably think, ah, this is just like a dumb job that I have to come to you all the time. And like people are rude, but it's like, you know, even that you can just change somebody's life by striking up a conversation, carrying their bags to their car, letting them feel heard. And then the next week when they're back, Ask them about their their dog's surgery or whatever it was that they shared with you. And being human and bringing that community back into our world. And again, I feel like that's just a smile even can just change the direction of somebody's day who then goes and like does something good to somebody else. And it's just this pay it forward thing that you're not expecting, but because you showed up, something happened. And you don't have to know about it, but you just have to show up. That really is the key to making social media work is remembering we're all just humans (laughs) and having that human connection with somebody. And instead of looking at it, like the whole world's watching me, looking at it like that one conversation that you might have with one person that can make a difference in their day, in the direction they go in their business, in their life, whatever it is. I'd like to read a quote real quick because this quote helps me. I, I hide a lot. I have kids for years. I play small. I don't want to show up sometimes. I make excuses. Um, I do all of the things I ask my clients and audience not to do because it's a normal thing. But this quote is like, I don't know. It just makes me feel motivated to, to show up, stand out, and shine. All right, so it says, when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am a And that's by Audrey Lord. That to me is like this whole get over yourself. It's not about you, it's about them. And when you make it about them, you're not afraid to show up for them and stand out for them and shine for them because you know it's going to do something big for them. It really is about that perspective. And, and when we are in, fear, whether it's fear of of shining, whether it's the confusion or the like, I don't know what to do next or procrastinating. We're making it all about us instead of looking at why am I doing this? Why does this matter? What's the difference it's going to make for somebody else? That does shift everything. That's a great quote. Awesome. All right. Well, I know you've got a gift to share with people. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I love Trello. I love anything that's pretty and organized and (laughs) makes me feel official. So I've used a lot of different project management tools. Trello seems to be the simplest and I created a visibility plan 
or planning board on there that you can use as a template. It gives you seven different topic content topics um, types to use and a four-week momentum plan that will get your momentum going, get you in front of your audience, and just be able to share content with them. So I'm excited to share that visibility planner with you. And there's also a video tutorial how to use it and um, fun stuff in there for you to, to get. We will put a link uh, in the show notes. So wherever you are listening to or watching this interview, you will see a link to where you can get access to that Trello board. And I love Trello. It is like you have tried a million, it feels like a million project management tools. And Trello is the only one that my brain seems to really wrap itself around well. Yeah, <laughs> so It's same. very simple to use. Um, and I, I think like we said earlier, having that plan, that system that you follow really is what makes all the difference. And it's kind of like, don't reinvent the wheel. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you could spend the next six months procrastinating, figuring out what your plan is, or you can go straight to a plan that's worked, that's tested, that somebody else put all the brain work into and just borrow it with permission in your business so you can get these things happening for you. Mm-hmm. So you can show up, stand out, shine. I love that phrase and get social media working for you. Uh, Lisa, yeah. thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate the conversation. Yeah, I appreciate you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I think it always helps when we know we're not alone with some of these challenges in business, in life, when we realize there are not only people out there who feel the same way, who are struggled with the same things, but who have come up with ways that work to get past some of those fears and to really Mm -hmm. get out there and do what they're here to do. So thank you for being an example of that, Lisa. For everybody watching or listening, uh, check out the links near this video or audio. Make sure you grab that Trello board and uh, click like, rate, review, subscribe, and we will see you back again for another episode soon. Thanks for tuning in.